And now, for your station identification. I'm just stressed out. It's been two, three months since I've had any live wrestling. I can't do any more of the network. I can't do any more YouTube. I can't do any more of this rerun wrestling. I need something. Do you got something for me, Doc? Follow the subscription to the letter. Saturday, May 30th, RCW presents May Massacre on Facebook and YouTube? What is this? A triple main event? Tag team champ match? Hood Extreme defends against military muscle connection? The RC Ultimate Championship? Balaam Lynx defends against Outlaw? Oh, and a debut championship, the Renegade title. Johnny Crash, Monster 9, B-Mobile, Damian Ace, Samson Phillips. This is what I needed. Are you into wrestling? Do you like the People's Host? Well, so do we. Check out the Turnbuckle Report every Wednesday. You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podomatic, and now on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. Hey, if you like the big dog, check him out every Friday on DogCast on the same platforms, along with me, the guy Chad, on ScareCast every Mondays. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Stay healed, baby. Welcome, folks, to another episode of the Turnbuckle Report. It is the next big thing. It is what you need in the wrestling podcast world. That's right. We are leading the pack. All others are behind us in this podcast thing, in this wrestling world. I'm the people's host, your host, Leland. With me tonight, the guy, Chad. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? I love, I love, I love what you're saying. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I was going to argue good. with you, but then I realized I'm on this show with you and I have nothing to argue about. You are right. We are the number one wrestling podcast yes. in this universe. You know, we got numbers to back that up. It's not just a, uh, oh, hey, we're proclaiming this shit. And let me just put out there, I, it is the number one wrestling podcast. Not radio show, but podcast for now. I mean, soon we'll take over, right? Sure. Man, I'm feeling good tonight. I'm I'm I've got my uh I got my little my little bourbon going on here. It's a little more low key tonight. I uh I'm not three sheets to the wind doing a cocktail show. Still trying to recover, by the way, from our cocktail episode. How are you feeling? Well, you're telling me, man. I was uh waking up feeling that one the next day. Uh yeah. I was I was like, man, I can't wait to hear that episode because I don't remember shit we talked about. That is hilarious that you say that. When Josh was editing it, he starts telling me things we're talking about, and I'm like, "Hang on, slow down. Wait a second. I don't. Re- I don't remember even saying that." And he's like, "You kidding me?" I said, "No. I'm. 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 It's a cocktail show, and I'm a drunk. So I don't. I, I don't know. I did my job. <laughs> exactly. I'm. Am- I'm amazed we got through that. I mean, it turned out to be a good episode, but I'm really amazed we got through that thing. We did. And you know what? Honestly, can't wait to do it again in a few weeks. That's right. You got to separate, uh, you got to put a few weeks in between those cocktail episodes. Well, we're not talking cocktail tonight, man. We Cox-tails. are in our cocktails. Maybe it is getting me. See, it's still, <laughs> it's still lingering. We're talking dark uh, series. This is our new dark series. We're going to go into the famed 
show, Dark Side of the Ring. They're on their second season right now. In fact, they just they just wound up their second season. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to be talking some dark series. So the next three episodes, we're going to get into, uh, I guess, our favorites, the biggest hits, right? Exactly. Um, what do we got tonight? Tonight, we're, uh, we're actually starting season one, episode one. We're talking Match Made in Heaven, Macho Man Miss Liz. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a... That was the first thing on my list, is give me your best Randy. Let's hear it. I love doing Macho Man. Macho Man is like... Man, I remember when I was a kid, I would... Everything from the elbow drop mm-hmm. to how he yeah. talked. Everything, man. Macho Man was the guy for me. It, yeah, it's the number one wrestling voice everybody goes to. And Every time. It blows my mind that that was actually the dude's voice. He's just at parties. Let me tell you something. Whenever you come around the Macho Man, you gotta make sure you get yourself a little bit of chip and dip. Cause I'm gonna tell you something. The cream always rises to the top, brother. There you go. I knew. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going there. That's how. I, that's how <laughs> I do my coffee you in the morning. You stopped dead in your tracks right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I do you're my coffee just in the dead morning. In the track. You're like, all right. Get up in the morning. You know. Uh. Get moving around, get the joints going, and then go over to the coffee pot. And I said, let me tell you something. I like my coffee with a little bit of the cream. Only when it gets to the top. Oh, yeah. Taking it all away. <laughs> exactly. I my coffee every morning. I love it. Hey, before you go too far in, yeah. I want to do some plugs. Sure. I want to do a little bit of plugs. Uh, we are now on iHeartRadio, and we are on ten- TuneIn Radio streaming services so we are not just on apple Podcasts, spotify podomatic google Podcasts. we are now on radio streaming services so wait a second the guy you mm-hmm. mean at the top of the show every episode when you tell us where you can find the show and then you say more to come this is the more to come this was the more to come i've been preaching about for six months yeah. Oh my goodness. That's right, folks. You can find us damn near anywhere at this point. Pretty and much. That's only because that's only because of our fans. I mean, this thing really took off. We love doing it. Apparently, you love hearing us do it. Uh, that sounded a little rough. I don't do it with my cousin, but I do do podcasting, <laughs> wrestling, podcasting. Uh, and and we're more than just one show these days. We have. We are. Turnbuckle on Wednesdays. We got Dogcast on Fridays, mm-hmm. and brother, we had our first episode this Monday, but now we have a paranormal podcast called Scarecast, starring me and the Dark Duchess of Rip City, Alexia, man. We have ourselves all kinds of podcasts, brother. Oh, that man. Was, that was, like, that you... was Booker T. I don't even know where that came from. Can you dig it? Yeah, you went a little Booker there. They haven't done a dark side of him yet, because there's nothing dark about him, I don't think. No, he's Man, just, he, he keeps himself pretty much in the clear. He does. This Scarecast thing's really taken off. I'm, I'm, I'm digging what you're doing here. You know, when you first pitched the idea of doing the whole uh, paranormal thing, a little sketchy. I was a little iffy at first, but uh, it's, your, it's your a little, platform. It's, it's, a, it's treading light. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Your platform is perfect. The Duchess herself is awesome. It's going to work, man. It's going to catch fire. You're going over, baby. I'd like to, uh, maybe in a couple weeks, if you're willing, I'd like to get you on. Maybe we can get you on the mic. I'd love that. Absolutely. Talk about maybe we'll talk cabras. Uh, El Chupacabra. Good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We Everybody could use a little more El Chupacabra in their life. I love the Chupacabras. Yeah, we can tell. Maybe you got a story to back it up. I do. I do. I'm going to save it for that show, though, because I don't even want to give anything away. 
then that horrible, uh, horrible segue. But I just want to put it out there before we go any further that uh, thoughts, prayers, our hearts are out to the Gaspard family, Shad Gaspard, as everybody knows. All you wrestling fans are you're so smart, you're so plugged in, you know what's going on, and it's just horrible news what's happened to him um, and, and to his family. So. You know, don't want to go into all the all the details. That's not what we're trying to do here. But um, just our, our thoughts, prayers from the Turnbuckle team are out to his family. So Absolutely. You know, and I felt like we really, you know, we have some support from Crime Time. JT, JTG just put, uh, put, some, put some love out there for us. And, boy, you know, as that happened, you start thinking about, you know, Crime Time. And I start going back and watching old matches and watching promos and, how awesome all of that was so it's just uh you know it's just weird just weird but really a horrible horrible tragedy and um you know can't say it enough that, uh, we're, we're thinking of that family absolutely absolutely dark side of the ring has been all the talk my friend oh, it has yeah. been buzzing all through i am i'm really surprised that this is it, it's the end of season two and we're just now talking about this. And, you know, we've talked about it before, in fairness. When we went over scripting and we've had our, our meetings about shows and stuff, we've talked about doing a Dark Side series. Yes. Uh, but it's just, you know, this is just now when it comes together. And we just ended season two talking about Owen Hart. Uh, I cannot wait to get into that. That was, oh my gosh. I mean, for, first impressions. You, you, what would you think of the, that episode? I don't want to give away too much, but I haven't watched it at all yet. <laughs> well you're not gonna give away much then at all it's really amazing i know you i know you saw the benoit episode i, I know you saw the the two-part series in the beginning i actually just got through benoit and then uh, can i be honest man after the benoit episode i had to take a nope. break that was you need to lie to me you need to lie to me like josh does <laughs> the truth is my friend <laughs> after the benoit episode i had to take a i had to take a time out from dark side of the yeah. that really that benoit episode hit me pretty hard yeah, because I don't think I ever really knew the details of what happened or the story surrounded by that, and yeah. then to watch that and see actually what happened, what he what he had done, I don't, I don't mean to sound like that. I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. It hit me pretty yeah. hard, so I needed to take a time out from Dark Side of the Ring. I'm gonna pick it back up and I'm gonna watch it again. But that first season, yeah, first season was fire, man. Every episode, uh, the twists and turns in some of those, it is amazing how much drama outside of the ring happens in the professional wrestling world. It really is, and and you know it, it it shouldn't surprise anybody because the wrestling world is is it, it stems from carnivals, it stems from the circus. So it shouldn't surprise anybody that there's crazy stories and there's crazy characters connected to those stories. But there absolutely is, man. And and this series has really tapped in to that. And they couldn't have started the se- the series on a better pilot than the Macho Man and Miss Liz. I, I don't know if there's a couple in the in wrestling that is more talked about and more loved uh, than those two. You know, Randy. Let me back up. I mean, he starts out. Do you? you I know we were kids, but Randy comes out and he's got Liz on his side, and this is something the episode kind of brought to light for me. Was Randy was a dick? <laughs> I mean, do you yeah. remember that? You remember he wasn't like he never was physical abusive or anything but he was like verbally abusing her like putting her like down and 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 just kind of lashing her like nope you don't talk now but now you talk and they were just kind of playing that angle of, of this this kind of dick because he was still a heel right 
Yeah, because she would, she would like, you're you're too much in the camera, Elizabeth. You back up. You know, doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I mean, that was during promo cuts. I mean, this was a live camera, so I don't know if that was a work or he maybe he was like that all the time. But well, it sounded like from uh, what Bruce Pritchard was saying is it was completely a you know that was the angle they were wanting to go because he was still a heel. They wanted him to to get that heat as he was you know putting down Liz, and they knew everybody was gonna was gonna uh, uh, love Liz. And I can't I can't think at this time if there was more heel heat on anybody in the WWF than that. I, I don't think so. She had such a cute little face, and she just had that likable yeah. look. So it was hard for, like, people at home to see him talk to this cute, tiny little Elizabeth character. Yeah. Of course he's going to have heat, man. Of course people are like, you don't talk to her like that. You know, of course. I mean, yeah, I am still. Know, I am still, as an adult, today, when I watch it. It's like, you don't talk to her like that, Randy. You psycho! Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I really liked how they got into the um, the Mega Powers thing. And, and we've brought up... In fact, yeah, we've you, talked about my that. friend, you have brought up the Mega Powers, I think, a couple times on the show now. So that had to really kind of set your ears on fire. You were really tuned into that part, weren't you? Yeah, when I watched that, I was like, whoa. Turnbuckle Reports talked about the Mega Powers. <laughs> and here we are. Like You yeah. listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts, like myself. Nobody's really talking about the mega powers anymore. It's it's usually just down to some of yeah, us, not, not some of us down below and the trying to work our way to the top. are talking about mm-hmm. the the mega powers, but to see that on that uh, on that uh, dark side of the ring was fantastic because then it told me like, hey, we have an opportunity here to run with this. On yeah, our show. absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so, what did you think when? Um, you find out that this actual angle of Macho Man Randy Savage actually being jealous of Hulk Hogan, like him, actually that was real. Like he was really that paranoid. He really thought that Hogan was trying to step in and take Liz. Yeah, and his wife was friends with her, right? Exactly, they're like best yeah. friends. Man, I didn't realize Macho was was that uh, paranoid. Like, I hear about paranoid wrestlers, but that was crazy. Coming from a background where I was kind of similar in my younger days, very much a paranoid, uh, uh, very, what in my mind thought was very protective of the person you're dating or you're with. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I could, I could relate with Randy quite a bit. I think in his mind, it's, it's kind of an insecurity, really. Sure. You know, you have somebody like Hulk Hogan, who's like larger than life, you know, out there. And then, and then you've got Randy who's trying, you know, just right on his, his coattails there. If not, they're side by side at times. Um, you know, I can see where you'd have some insecurities like that. Like, here's the guy and he's touching my wife's butt. Like, that's unacceptable. I could, I can relate. Uh, was it over the top and unnecessary for Randy? Because you could tell Miss, you know, Miss Elizabeth absolutely adored the man. She wasn't going mm-hmm. anywhere. No. You know, I, it may, he may have gone a little too far. A little too far with the overprotectiveness. It was a little psychotic, yeah. a little rough. And it, and it sounds like everybody close to him, and, and especially the people that they were interviewing in the, in the episode, um, were saying, you know, hey, Randy was a great guy and Liz was a great lady, uh, but Randy was a little paranoid. He, he could be a little crazy at times. And at times. I guess I just, when you see those characters on TV and, and he was so over the top, there, there was nobody, nobody more over the top as a character with the costumes, with the voice, the cowboy hats. I mean, there was nobody more over the top than Randy Macho Man Savage. 
Um, so you think that, how could you be that way all the time? How could you have that volume turned up all the time? No wonder the guy's paranoid. If he is that way all the time, you're running, you're running on some high octane, brother. Something. Something. And my impression from everybody that uh, was interviewed was that Randy was a very well-liked guy. He was absolutely. He was invited to barbecues. He'd come over. Obviously, he was the quiet guy. It's kind of funny. He's he was the opposite of on camera. He'd go to these barbecues and stuff, hang out at the Hogan's, and then he was the guy in the corner, just kind of keeping to himself, being quiet. But as soon as the camera's on, he's like, "Oh, brother, yeah," you know, just turned way up, you know. And it's yeah. Just... So I, I guess that's probably what I'm really trying to say is is yes, he was still that he was still that persona off camera. But I guess the volume was turned way down. But turned way down. As yeah. far as far as the parano- the paranoia is is concerned, it sounds like that was all the way turned up all the time. All the time. Personal personal life, uh, business life, I, I, whatever he's doing, it, it was turned up. You know that really became evident, and, and you knew I was going to bring this up. The whole spot that Jake the Snake had on the episode, man, um, I yes. just that just kind of blew my mind when he's telling this story about. The, the great ang- and and honestly, this angle they ran where Jake starts taunting them during the wedding and then has and then it ends up with Jake coming out and tying up Randy in the ropes and the cobra bites him right yeah that's that honestly for me as a kid was when I was like oh my god Jake the snake is the scariest person scariest human being in the world who walks around with a cobra He's and then to find scary. out just scared the shit out of me honestly <laughs> and then to find out. Behind the scenes, Macho Man that night is making Jake the Snake get bit by his own cobra to prove that they took the venom out of this thing. Do you know what I got out of that? What? That Jake the Snake does one hell of a freaking Macho Man impression. Didn't he really? <laughs> he nailed it. With the hands and everything? Yeah, he did it so good. Yeah. He's like, oh, brother, what? Uh, why don't you get bit by that snake before I have that thing touch me, brother? He's <laughs> yeah, so good. You want you want the snake to bite? Hell no, I don't want that snake to bite me. Ooh, see, ooh, see, then you don't want the snake to bite you. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> this is great, man. Not to mention he has, like, the greatest wrestling one-liner ever in this episode. When Jake says, wrestling's real, people are fake. <laughs> 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 Is that not the greatest wrestling one-liner yeah. ever? Yeah, oh, well, uh, if you think about it, he ain't wrong. <laughs> he's he isn't not wrong. wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong. wrong at all. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed just everything that, that they touched on, really. And it was, it kind of felt like every episode for me is of Dark Side of the Ring is like, what is it, after commercials, it's about a 45-minute show. It only feels like 10 minutes for me. And that just tells you, I mean, they're, they are, they're telling the right stories. They are, they're pushing the, the right story lo- lines along there and uh, captivating their audience. I, I don't know where they're going to go into season three, um, but it's got to be epic, right? I mean, I, I mean, feel like I they've covered so much already, though, in such a short period of time, two seasons. Yeah. You, you got a good point. I, I knew, I knew at some point Owen Hart was going to get covered. You knew Benoit. Yeah. I thought Guerrero would get his own episode instead of being featured with Chris Benoit I thought Eddie Guerrero you know would kind of get his own little spot I thought the same thing I really did but then after you watch that two-part episode with Benoit you see that 
those two are so intertwined together that you you can't separate those stories. Like Elizabeth and Randy Savage. Absolutely. Intertwined. It's really, really tragic, man, what happens at the end. And I find myself doing this with a lot of these dark side of the Don't you find that those kind of... Before you, don't you find it odd we bring those two up, right? We talk about Benoit yeah. and uh, and Eddie Guerrero, and they're the first episode of season two. Do you mm-hmm. not see how that kind of paralleled with Elizabeth and, and Randy Savage? There's some parallel yes, story yeah. going there. Not, not, don't get me wrong. Chris Benoit, what he did was no, no, messed I up. You. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the tragic, how they kind of parallel because the two characters are intertwined. You didn't have to do an episode with just Elizabeth or just Randy Savage or just Eddie Guerrero with yeah. Chris Benoit. Like all these could just be one, um, because that story for me, everything was good until we get to the part, and then I got upset with Luger, Lex Luger, who, by the way, That's where I was, was absolutely that, yeah. one of my favorite wrestlers growing up as a child. And when I watched that, that tainted it for me. I was no longer a Lex Luger fan. Uh, I knew what he had done. I knew that he had kind of uh, was on drugs, and Miss Elizabeth had an accidental overdose and, and 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 died. I didn't realize the man was physical with Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, a lot of that yeah. seemed like it was swept under the rug by the wrestling community. And then watching this documentary, yeah. I finally found out. You probably knew because you you dive into a lot of. I didn't know that, not until the documentary. No, honestly, I I didn't know I didn't know the in depth of that relationship. Um, I knew there were some connecting points there to her death. I didn't know it was that in depth, though. I didn't know he was literally trying to do CPR on her. I, di- I didn't. I didn't know that at all. It was devastating. And I think to get back with what you're saying here is, the dark side of the ring is this whole big quilt, right? And what seems to be the needle threading all this together is tragedy. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people are like, "Well, no shit, people's host." Wow, that was, that was some really in depth thought you had there. What I'm really trying to say here is that is the dark side of the ring. That's the dark side of wrestling is there's some tragic, horrible stories that come out of it. But in the midst of all of this, these guys are performers. These ladies are performers. They still find a way to go out there and entertain. I had this thought um, after the Macho Man show, after the Owen Hart show, um, not so much Benoit because it was so unique, but, all you know, Dino Bravo. A lot of them I had this thought after was like, wow. Literally the day after or the day of or the minute after, there was a show that went on. And you would have never known, you know? You would have never known half of this stuff was going on. It's just crazy. It's really crazy that the way they make these disconnects, these, these performers. Um, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm on this side of the, of the wrestling community where I'm just talking about it because I, I don't know if I could do that. No, you're absolutely right. Um, because there was... I mean, Bruiser Brody story. Yeah. Uh, the Von Erichs. How heartbreaking is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, the Von Erichs story was just brutal. Brutal, brutal, man. Sure One was. brother survives. It's just, oh. Gorgeous Gino had so many twists and turns. <laughs> this is crazy. They're really crazy stories. And I got a feeling that this entire series, this dark series we're going to do, is, is going to be uh, a little more uh, deeper and... and... Maybe not as lighthearted as a lot of our episodes, but uh, it, it's it's hard. To, it's hard wrestling. to joke about it, you know. It's hard to be lighter. Uh, well, it's, it's not to be joked up. That's it's exactly right. I mean, it, here on the Turnbuckle Report, you're going to get every every facet, every side of it um, of wrestling. Because I mean, that's why we that's why we do a podcast, right? Is because right. every bit of it, every bit of it uh, intrigues us. 
You know, as we're wrapping up tonight, I got one last question here. Uh, and I wrote this thinking just about you because I, I, I'm wondering if this has crossed your mind. If Randy Macho Man Savage, you put his whole career in your mind right now and you think about where he went. If he was alive today and let's say he is in his 40s. Let's put him in his 40s. So he's a he's a seasoned veteran wrestler, right? Okay. Is he is he wrestling for the WWE or is he wrestling for AEW? Oh, yeah. You know, brother, I would be with AEW trying to rise to the top. Mm-hmm. I think so too, man. I think so too. And I, I kind of felt like that's where you're going to go with it, but can't you just feel the, the, the vibe that AEW kicks off would be a perfect fit for a Randy macho man savage. He would probably have more of a, a modern take on that type of character. I don't think he could quite be as over the top or quite as demanding with, you know, a miss Elizabeth type character, mm-hmm. uh, but something very similar. Uh, absolutely would fit in that realm. And then to, you know, let, let's let's rewind Jake the Snake back to his 40s and have him on AEW doing his thing. You know, you could have some really good rivalries there. And let's let's put it on with the current roster that AEW has. You could have Jeff Hardy and, and Macho Man going at it. How, how, how much would people love to watch a Jeff Hardy, I'm sorry, Matt Hardy, I keep calling him Jeff, Matt Hardy <laughs> and Macho Man it's because you wish it was Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> in, in my opinion, I would absolutely love to see Matt Hardy and Macho Man in a match. So, it would be a dream match come true. Follow-up question to steal from our brother over at DogCast. Randy Macho Man Savage challenging for or challenging against Brody Lee in the Dark Order. If that's <sighs> the case... Are you now engaged in the Dark Order storylines? A lot more because it's, yeah. it fell flat with John Moxley, and that's probably because of COVID. I mean, we gotta we gotta put the fact that we got this possible, this, yeah, this virus going around. But were you were you over on the Dark Order before COVID? I, I, no, I, really I mean, but Brody lost his steam. There was no crowd to back him up. There was no boo factor. There was no you know. There was You're no right. crowd. He didn't, he didn't the, have that pop. He didn't get the pop. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get a pop. So there's nothing there that makes me feel. Urgent, if you will, about this. Moxley's already gotten all the pop. When when Moxley it. comes out, you can almost imagine in your mind what the crowd's going to sound like. When Brody comes out, I can't, I can't hear it. However, this exactly. last week's episode of AEW was pretty classic. Somebody, I don't know who it was that was in the crowd. I have to bring this up. I have it was to. Billy Gunn. He had me laughing so hard. He's out there screaming and heckling him. He's like number ten. Hold the belt. You're after nine. You suck. <laughs> Someone's heckling the shit out of him. It was amazing. It really I was laughing hard. It, it, it threw him off too. And, yeah. Uh, you know, just like AEW does to this show, we have one topic and it throws us off. But hey, don't forget, Chad, whether you're heel, whether you're babyface, you do you, baby. Flexing like you got it, but you don't. Bitch, you really think you could beat me, but you won't. Bitch, like flexing like you got it, but you don't. Bitch, you really think you could beat me, but you won't, won't. This has been a Dogcast production.